Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the show you've all been waiting for. It's time for Midnight Mass Creature Cast, cast, cast. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm creeped out. I may have to go. Uh-oh. <laughs> Damn I'm it, scared. I keep losing hosts. What is going on here? <laughs> I'm so frightened. <laughs> I'm Bobby. And I'm Mark. And today, what are we going to be talking about? Oh, we got a good one. The Relic from 1997. Ooh. And I have to apologize right off the bat because this is not the Abe Vigoda story. I was hoping it was the Abe Vigoda story. I know. I love him so much. (sighs) Okay, so what's this movie about? I guess I watched the wrong film. I know. So we're going to have to wing this one. Yeah, looks Um, like it. According to museum security, you were the last one to leave last night. Did you see or hear anything strange? Well, I thought I heard something as I was leaving, but it could have been anything. Sweeping teams of two. Nobody goes in alone. This place is not going to open until every room is clear. I'll go. Come out, come out, wherever you are. Any idea about a weapon? Something big. The board is hosting a gunner preview here tomorrow night. It would be a disaster for us if we had to postpone. We may have somebody on our hands who makes Jeffrey Dahmer look like a Cub Scout. You have to let the gala go on. Something's wrong. Come on, what's the matter with you? extinction of the human race. About a, I may need your help on this one. Okay, so this this man that works at a museum is on a search for a relic, and he ends up in South America um, with a tribe, and he drinks something which you shouldn't do. Right, never drink the water. Never ever do that. Um, and then bad things happen at a Chicago Natural History Museum. Very bad things. Very bad things. Like really bad things. Like decapitation bad. Yeah. Like, yeah, not good at all. Mm -mm. No. And oddly enough, like, so last, last time we met, if anyone remembers, we talked about uh, poorly. We talked very poorly (laughs) (laughs) about um, from beyond about the, uh, was it Peniel? Peniel, Peniel, I'm bad about this. The gland. <laughs> yeah, the, the pineal gland. <laughs> Thank you. And this time we've got the hypothalamus gland playing uh, a big part in our movie. Oh, shit. There, there's a brain. Uh, there, there's like a parallel going on here. Man. I know. I know. I'm so excited about the next movie. We'll have to find another gland movie. Brains. There you go. But yeah, so this one, uh, that plays a part. So yeah. But I guess going back to the opening, um, the 
gentleman we're talking about, uh, the actual museum is named after him. It's the John Whitney Museum um, in Chicago. And he is uh, somewhere in South America. Um, the actor was Louis Van Bergen. Um, I know him from like older movies. Um, he was in Hard Country with Dirty Kim Basinger and Jan Michael Vincent. Um, hmm. Not, yeah, she always looks like she needs a bath and her hair washed. Oh, that's why you called her Dirty Kim Yeah, Basinger. I just, I, there's something about her. I just, I don't know. Um, and then another really weird movie, Moon and Scorpio from 87. He was in that one. And then Pinocchio's Revenge. Did you ever see that classic? <laughs> I didn't know that was a real thing. No, yeah. I've never seen that. Yeah, well, once we talk about it, you'll know how real it is. But anyway, <laughs> but that's him. And so he's there and he's after this like relic thing. And for the life of me, I can't remember what it was called. It's got a name, but I can't remember what they were calling the relic. It's like a like a weird totem looking thing. Oh, the beast. Is, the beast is called the Kathoga. Is that what you're? Um... Oh, yes. OK, I thought uh, to me, I thought it was like uh, like a toga that resembled Cthulhu. Oh. I'm like, how do I get this toga that resembles Cthulhu? But anyway, so Cthulhu you're toga. Have to help me out every time I need to remember that. <laughs> so anyway, so he's going to bring this thing back to his museum. And so they're, so it opens with that. And then he's like at a, a docking yard uh, um, and they're getting ready to load the things on a ship. And he's wanting it not to leave the country and go to the museum. He's trying to stop that um, very loudly. He's not secretive about this at all. He's like really uh, banging around on that boat, but no one hears him, I guess. Yeah. And then uh, it cuts to the scene where it shows all of his crates are still on the dock. I know. I know. So I'm like, well, okay, you got crappy luck after you drank that weird potion thing. <laughs> so, and then we're pretty much back at the, or we're at the museum now. Never get high in Brazil, folks. Never no. do it. Never do it. Nope. And then at the museum, um, well, kind of, we're introduced basically to Dr. Margot Green, right? Who's uh, she's a, a female, female, um, basically an anthropology, anthropology, um, kind of like an expert that works for the museum, um, and she's played by Penelope Ann Miller. Um, are you familiar with her at all? A little bit. Okay, what do you do? You, do you want me to put you on the spot? Like, ask what you know her from? Uh, no, because I couldn't. I wouldn't even be able to tell you at this. point. Oh, I thought maybe you had dated. That's what I was hoping for. I want like juicy <laughs> gossip. Um, no, so so honestly, I don't know her from a whole lot. Um, she was in Big, Big Top Pee Wee, which I love that movie. I oh, that Pee-wee. was great. Mm-hmm. And then I guess she was in The Shadow, but all I remember is Alec Baldwin. There could have been no one else in the movie, and that's all I need. It was Alec Baldwin. The so Shadow I, knows. Yeah. And then most recently, she has been in the Netflix movie, uh, or TV series, I should say, um, Dahmer, um, based on Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah, yeah, didn't see that. No. She plays his mother. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So I'm guessing Not, that she uh, she got really old, huh? She No, she doesn't. Um, She's not really, I mean, she looks different than she does here, obviously, but she's not like old looking because uh, actually Molly Ringwald plays his stepmother. And so she's, I mean, you know, Molly Ringwald. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, but anyway, um, but yeah, so, so those, those are some of the things that you may know her from or may not. Um, but anyway, I really, uh, I really like her. She's spunky and she knows what she's doing and she's, you know, knows her way around a lab. And 
I guess that, well, no, first, okay, so first they get the crate. Um, and she also works with, um, I guess he's oh, an older, an older uh, doctor that works there, Dr. Albert Frock. Um, and he is nice. He's like kind of on her side. They're, he's not against her. Um, kind of almost like a mentor. And he's, he's the, um, he's a wheelchair bound. Ah, yes. I was just going to say wheelchair guy, right? Yeah. Wheelchair guy. Yeah. And now he's like, he's, well, he was in the Shawshank Redemption. He's James Whitmore, Shawshank Redemption, Planet of the Apes. Um, and I think, yeah, I think he had the famous line that, that damn dirty Kim Basinger from that movie. Oh, okay. Um, That's where I yeah. went, you know, it came right, from right. And then he did them from 54 and Kiss Me Kate, the musical Kiss Me Kate and uh, the Asphalt Jungle. Those were all 50s movies he was big in. But anyway, so um, he and her are unlocking or un, um, not sorry, uh, un unloading the crates. And one of them is just more or less empty. And the other one's got these leaves in them with these little green, like they almost look like gel caps. Yeah. Uh, they, it, it, or fish eggs, maybe. Or fish eggs. Very good. I like your answer better than mine. Yeah. But they're very, very <laughs> glisteny, very glimmery. Um, I thought, um, but they can't figure out like why they're in there and it's empty. And the other one has the broken uh, relic in it, like shards of it. Yeah. Um, so uh, Dr. Margo wants to kind of like save one of them, one of the leads and just kind of do experiments on it because she's wanting to know kind of like what it is and why, why would you pack something like all these leaves? Why would you pack all these leaves? Um, but everything else they say should be incinerated. Which is weird. I thought so too, especially if you're a museum. A museum. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just burn it. Um, For the sake yeah. of the film though, you know, we'll, we'll yeah. just go. So we're going to incinerate everything else. But anyway, okay. So, you know, she's cool with that and he's cool with her letting her keep, you know, that leaf with the, like the fish egg looking things on it. And then now this movie doesn't have a long time span. It really goes basically from, when the crate comes to almost the next night and that's it. it yeah. Doesn't, when it doesn't the take a long span of time. Yeah. Um, and then, so I guess it's a little, a little kind of part of the movie, but there's a, a school visiting the museum on a field trip. Yeah. What do those fucking kids have to do with anything like other than Chewing the scenery for a little bit. Yeah, I thought they were going to have a bigger part or at least get killed horrifically, which I kind of <laughs> wanted the latter because um, I do love children dead. Um, <laughs> but no, that didn't happen. No, um, just a fart joke. And then, uh, yeah, stupid. Yeah. You know, they did they find the body of the of the security guard or like, yeah, I, yeah. So, yeah. So that's what I was. kind. Of, that's the only reason I really mentioned them is because the whole security guard thing. Wow. Ah, okay. So the, there's this, oh, and oh, we are definitely spoiling this movie, correct? Oh, we're spoiling every movie. Okay, I just want to make sure people know that listening. Yeah, um, we're ruining it for everyone. We're going to ruin it for everyone. Yeah. Um, so the first, like, murder, because um, we really don't know what's going on yet, but there's a security guard um, who's played by, I think it's Joffrey, Joffrey C. Brown. Um, he's kind of like partaking of a pot on the potty. He's a potty pot partaker pot on the potty yeah um but he doesn't really get a chance to like enjoy too much because something kills him <laughs> um something but, with severe asthma 
severe asthma. Correct. Yeah, you could definitely hear this thing coming. Mm -hmm. um, but the actor himself, I thought this was kind of interesting um, because this is a Stan Winston film, you know, um, the uh, creature guy. I'll talk more about him later in a little bit. But um, this 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 actor here is the first to die. in no. Yeah. The, well, the first to die in this movie. But he was also the first to die in Jurassic Park. Uh, I don't remember him in Jurassic Park. I didn't either until Walter told me he was the one that got killed trying to get like a Velociraptor or something. Huh. Yeah, but that's his claim to fame. I would have to go Maniac Cop 3 and Foul Play with Ooh, Goldie Hawn. I love Maniac Cop. Are you serious? Yeah, he was in the third one. I do too, actually. Yeah. We, yeah. We're going to have to cover that one of these days. Oh, yeah. I would be totally happy to do that. Yeah, but anyway, so, okay, so that's this guy. So he dies horribly <laughs> while partaking in the, the pot smoking. And then I guess the kids were locked in overnight and the police realized that they got a glimpse of the culprit more or less. And they're trying to figure out like actually, you know, what may have happened. And then they're done with them. They never come back ever again. <laughs> like they're just done. I don't even know, like you said, why they are even in there. Yeah. The, there was absolutely no point unless they were going to be like an integral I can't say that integral part of the film. I know. And they, it makes you wonder if they were cut or I don't, it's just weird. Cause I, I don't know. It, they're just gone. Right. Yeah. I don't, I have no idea. I don't know. I'd like to think they were kidnapped, but anyway. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I was going to go down a different road with that. <laughs> Maybe they got decapitated. <laughs> oh, I actually meant the actors. Oh, the actors. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I, you're being way more uh, generous with, with this movie than I am. Yeah. I just thought that, you know, they never came back anyway. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I'm totally joking. I don't want these kids to be kidnapped. At all. Um, I like to think they went on and did way more better, not better. Cause this movie's great, but you know, way more films. Um, I don't know that they did. I didn't even think to look them up anyway. So the, the uh, police are called in and we get Lieutenant de Augusta. Augusta, played by Tom Sizemore. In my mind, I kept waiting for Tom Berenger to show up. <laughs> and I'm watching this. I turned to Walt. I'm like, where's Tom Berenger? <laughs> and he's like, he's not in this. It's Tom Sizemore. And I'm like, the porn star? Um, but it's not a porn star. It's just Tom Sizemore. <laughs> that does sound like a porn name, doesn't, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Doesn't it? But anyway, so Tom Sizemore... I, are, do you know a lot about Tom Sizemore? Like as far as movies? Um, I think he was in Species along with Forrest Whitaker. I'm not 100% sure though, but I thought I saw him in that. Oh, okay. So I know him like he was in the Jamie Lee Curtis movie, Blue Steel. Did you ever see that one? Mm, nope. Okay. That's a that's kind of interesting one because it's like she's like a cop that kind of gets involved with a, like a, a, a suspect. That's interesting. But he also did True Romance. Um, oh, I remember True Romance. Yeah. And he was in Bringing Out the Dead, which means he was in two movies, at least with Patricia Arquette, who I love. I didn't see Bringing Out the Dead. Oh, that's got Nicolas Cage. That's a that's an interesting. That's the Martin Scorsese movie. OK. Yeah. And if we're doing the whole actress in common game, he was also in Natural Born Killers, the Oliver Stone one with Woody Harrelson. Oh, <laughs> And Strange Days, and Juliet Lewis was in both of those, and I love Juliet Lewis. Okay, I'm going to correct myself right now because I thought it was Tom Sizemore 
in um, Species, but um, I always get Michael Madsen and Tom Sizemore mixed up. With Tom Berenger? Me too. Yeah. And so, like, ever <laughs> since the 90s, like, I would see Michael Madsen or Tom Sizemore in a film, and I would say one's name for the other and be like, oh, he was in this movie. But no, I yeah. was wrong. He's not in that movie. Because isn't the other one that you just said, the Madsen, isn't he Virginia Madsen's brother, I believe? Aren't they related? Mm, I don't know. I, I just so. know that him and Tom Sizemore, they have a very similar kind of uh, uh, speech pattern. and Yeah, I, yes, I could totally see that. Yeah, yeah. so it's just. And then the last one that I knew him from was from Dreamcatcher that really, I didn't Ooh, like it very much. I really enjoyed Dreamcatcher. Did you really? This yeah. is the movie that suffers our friendship then. And you finally found it. <laughs> and then the air just goes dead and you never hear That's from again. That's the movie that breaks That's the one, Dreamcatcher. But anyway, yeah, so he is the main lieutenant. And then the other detective working under him is Detective Ronner. And that's Clayton. Wait, no. Oh, my gosh. I screwed something Detective up. Detective Hollingsworth, you mean? Thank you. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Oh, my gosh. You're going to have to correct me the whole time then. Um, Detective Hollingsworth. And that is played by Clayton Ronner. Now, are you familiar with Mr. Ronner? Not in the least. Oh, okay. See, I love him because, well, I can see maybe why you wouldn't um, know him. He was in April Fool's Day, which I love, from 86. He was in I, Madman, which is an amazing movie that no one talks about from 89. And he was also in Nightwish, which is not really an amazing movie, but it's fun for what it is, also in 89. So he kind of did like, a, he's still working, but like I know him from like his, basically his 80s output. Okay. Uh, yeah. But anyway, so he's a detective that's working underneath him. Um, wow. Thank you for saving my ass on that one. Hey, no problem. That's what I'm here now for. I feel, I feel so bad for everything I've posted about you on any kind of social media platform <laughs> I could find. You better take it down right away. I don't feel that bad. Um, <laughs> so these two are sent to the museum to figure out what exactly happened to the guy. Rob, what exactly happened to the guy? Well. What we like to call it where I come from, old boy done got his head removed. Yeah. And brain sucked out. Yes. Yes. Um, specifically his, uh, it's, it's hypothalamus, right? There you go. You got it. Okay. I was going to say pituitary. <laughs> glands just ripping out all over. Yeah. The place. There's just glands everywhere. It's a, it's everywhere. a glandular uh, day. A smorgasbord. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah. And th that like cutting back to the beginning where like, we both said that this was the first murder, but it was actually probably the 10th because what about the severed heads in the cargo hold on the boat? Exactly. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, um, they are on the cargo boat, like you were saying, trying to figure out where, cause it just kind of like floats into the bay. Mm-hmm. Because there's no one steering the thing. It just shows up. Um, and then apparently everyone on the boat uh, had met their their fate. And they find them kind of like floating in like a what, like a watery hold thing or something underneath it. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty gross and creepy. Um, again, I don't like things underwater. Like things in water, I'm not a fan of. So that like was really hit the sweet spot for me on that one. Yeah, weren't we talking about the... Um that scene in aliens when there's our alien yes. resurrection, I believe when they yes. were swimming. The yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do not like that at all. At all. Um, and then, so I guess just to kind of like round out some more characters, I'm going to, I feel so badly 
because I'm sure I'm going to mispronounce this gentleman's name. Um, but there's another doctor, uh, kind of like Dr. Green's, um, Penelope's uh, rival. He's after the same grant she is, and he's kind of a, not a nice guy, he's kind of like a dick. Um, Dr. Greg Lee, um, he's kind of smarmy. Um, he's played by Chai Mui Lo. I hope that's right. I feel I apologize ahead of time to the Lowe family. Um, but he was in Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie. Ooh. Yeah. He was in Indecent Proposal, which I thought that was like, to me, the real Indecent Proposal would have been like if Robert Redford had paid Demi Moore to sleep with Woody Harrelson. <laughs> That was the movie I would have found indecent. But anyway, and then he was in Hot Shots Part Two, if you are familiar with that one. Yes, I am. And then my favorite Rihanna movie is not Battles, was it Battleship? But it's This is the End. Have you seen that one? Um, The one with uh, Seth Rogen. Everybody. Okay, exactly. yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was in that too, but he wasn't credited, but he's in that too. Really? See, he yeah. does not look at all familiar. No, I thought the same thing. And actually, I thought it was kind of sweet. I didn't write the episode or anything, but he had he did one episode of Buffy, the TV series as well. So I thought that was kind of cool. Oh, God damn. See, and I'm such a huge Buffy fan. And I. I did not know that. I feel well, so stupid. Well, yeah, and you're an ass because here I sit in my Buffy wig and you've not said anything about it yet. Oh, I'm sorry. You you Whatever. look just like you look just like Christy Swanson. Thank you. All right. So anyway, so that's him. So he's we need to know about him because he really is big in the movie because him and Dr. Margot, they just don't get along at all. So now we've got our detectives in there. We've got a lieutenant in there and they're trying to figure out what exactly is going on. With yeah. the murder. Um, and, and then I guess there's going to we also need to know that there's going to be like this big gala event coming up. Yes. And, and they want. Detective Augusta, D'Agosta, he wants to shut down the museum while they search for the murderer. Mm -hmm. But uh, what was the woman? Linda Hunt, Dr. Ann Cuthbert. She says, oh, no, it must go on because we've got like a lot of uh, benefactors showing up and they're going to be paying the museum money. And this is how we're going to stay open. Right. And she's an Oscar winner, so you'd think they'd listen, but no. Wasn't she in Austin Powers? She was not. I wish I knew who you're thinking. I wish I knew the name of who you're thinking of. But oh. no, but I know who you're thinking of. I love the lady you're thinking of. Um, no, she was actually in Popeye and like Dune from 84. Um, she was in Ready to Wear, which I would die if you told me you'd seen that movie, but I love that movie. Um, I am just then, zero for zero today. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh gosh. No, 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 no. But I know who you're talking about because no, the woman you're talking about, I love her, but I can't think of her name from Austin Powers. Oh, I love okay. her. She's hysterical. Um, and of course she was in the year of living dangerously. That's what she got the Oscar for. Um, but yeah, no, what, I, I know you should look her up because that woman like deserves kudos. Cause she is hysterical. I love her. Oh, she's on the Goldbergs too. She plays her neighbor on the Goldbergs, not Linda Hunt. The other lady you're thinking of. Oh, okay. But anyway, yeah. So she's like, we got to have this party and nothing's going to stop. It. And um, because they need the grant money and everything. And that kind of comes into play too, because the there's like a couple, a, a wealthy couple that are kind of like beneficial, they're going to give them money, beneficiaries or something like that. I don't know. Um, and yeah, is, both that, Dr. 
Oh, go ahead. Is that the mayor or uh, the- not the mayor? The mayor wants it because his wife wants to show her cleavage off. Ah, okay, okay. But his friends—they're the couple that are that are the wealthy financiers or whatever that both Dr. Green and Dr. Lee are wanting to schmooze to get money for their grant. <laughs> I guess I wasn't paying attention because I thought they were both trying to suck up to the mayor and his wife so they could get the money for that. Yeah, no, I, I'm pretty sure it's the other couple. Um, okay. The, the, Bla- the Blaisdales. Ah, yes, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Okay. But, it, but anyway, I mean, it doesn't, I mean, you're good. I mean, don't, don't beat yourself up. Over <laughs> oh, I'm over here punching myself in the face. Um, but yeah, so that's, so they're going to have this gala thing and they're like, it can't be shut down. So in the interim, Dr. Green is kind of, uh, messing around with like the little seed thing or not seed things. What would you call them? Are they, what would you call these things that were on the leaves? Well, she describes them as a certain type of fungus, maybe. Oh yes. Thank you. A fungus. There was a fungus among us. Yeah. Um, (laughs) so she's messing around with them trying to figure out what exactly they are. And she realizes they're almost like a combination of different species. Like there's some reptile in there and there's like a little bit of like insect and some tiger and all sorts of yeah, things. Yeah, it, it basically contains the genetics from almost every piece of the animal kingdom. Yeah, it's almost like the Spice Girls. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then... Uh, what's it called again? The thong thing? Cthulhu thong? What's it called? Uh, (laughs) The Cthoga? The Cthoga girl, right. She's the the missing spice girl. (laughs) Anyway, um, but while this is all happening, a little like beetle thing kind of gets mixed up in all this stuff. And nobody notices. No one notices. (laughs) But it makes for a really cool effect when this gigantic ass bug comes like charging at her. Yeah, and gets squashed with a biochemistry book. Exactly. Take that. Um, because the, the this has really cool effects, I think. I don't know how you feel about it, but I think the effects are really fun. Oh, Stan Winston is an absolute... I can't talk today. What's going on? Absolute legend. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I anyway, so that's one of these creature effect things. Um, but they're still thinking, like, aren't they blaming it on, like, homeless people somehow they think is, is yeah, responsible for this they- man's... They found a homeless rapist in the basement with an axe and he was going to attack uh, D'Augusta, I think it was. So they yeah, just right. shot the yeah, shit so out they, of him. Yeah, because somehow the basement connects to like, <laughs> there's like a whole underground thing underneath the Natural Museum in Chicago that connects basically back to the um, yeah, right back the to shipyard. The, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so they're thinking that's how he got in, blah, blah, blah. Um, but the more that, Dr. Green's looking at this. She's thinking there's something really weird about this whole fungus thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so the, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, the great part about that is that they kept cutting back to like the reformation of the Cathoga statue. Like, yeah, they would show you like an intermittent shots of it being like reformed, I guess. And what, uh, what the depiction of their, god or demigod whatever it was actually looked like yes yeah and that was very cool um there now not that it's boring i'm not trying to say that at all because i i was engaged the whole time but this to me 
kind of unlike the Kindred, this one picks up steam as it goes, I mm -hmm. feel. Oh, you're right. Total slow burn. Oh, so you feel that way too? <laughs> yes. Okay, yeah, because to me, but like it is so worth sticking around because once it picks up steam, it's like, holy cow, here we go. Right. It is good. Yeah. I do wish that the creature got more than, uh, I think it was four minutes of actual screen time. Like if you put all the all the time it was on screen, if you put it all together, it was about four minutes. Now it does remind me, it does to me feel a lot like the Alien franchise where there's like lots of flashing lights. Mm -hmm. You get like a really quick, uh, quick glimpse here. You get like a shot reel here, but it's like a strobe light effect almost. So yeah. you're like, what did I see? What am I seeing? Yeah, and a lot does, of the shots. It does play those tricks with you. Yep. Yeah. So you get glimpses. I mean, you will eventually see the creature, but you do get glimpses of it. Um, so, yeah. Oh, and I got to go back to this. I'm so sorry. So they actually take the gentleman who was murdered in the bathroom, the pot smoking um, uh, security guard back to have it like looked at and that's when they realized that some of the the brain isn't the right weight mm -hmm. and they yep. realize that something has been taken from it and then they start figuring out that the uh hypothalamus is gone but did you notice like some of the scenes the sheet was low enough and it clearly wasn't a real person it was the dummy but it was low enough to show you kind of his junk. And then sometimes it would be up so you couldn't see the junk. And sometimes you could, it like moving up and down. <laughs> no, I did not notice okay. that. <laughs> yeah, because I told Walt, I'm like, you you can see his, the like the top part of his his junk, his, you know, but anyway. <laughs> and did you know that the uh the the um the woman in the uh in the lab performing that was Mrs. Roper from, from Three's the, Company? Uh, Three's company. Oh, no shit. No, that was I didn't. That was Audra Lindley. Yeah. Making oral <laughs> sex jokes. Yeah. Because so, I told Walt on that's what was, I told Walt. I said, that's what Mrs. Roper did after um, Henry or Stanley after Stanley passed away. She just started uh, working in the lab. Yeah, and she was talking about his brain is light, even for a man. Right. Yeah. But anyway. OK, so, yeah. So they figure out that something is taking the hyperthalamus gland out of these victims. Um. And then I'm trying to think of the order of the people that were, because eventually things like really like fall apart quickly. Yeah. Cause the um, detective, uh, sorry, Lieutenant D'Augusta puts two and two together. He's like, you know, uh, what's somebody having a hypothalamus party? You know, they're just uh, every, every, every body that they've been finding has had their hypothalamus removed. Yeah. So they're, they're, they're figuring that something is up yeah. and then we get because they show us glimpses of stuff and then we get glimpses of that our creature is actually kind of like living underneath the the museum in that weird i don't know what you call it like passageway and you see other dead bodies down there that he's been feeding on as well mm -hmm. clearly i'm thinking homeless people is my guess and that's an insanely large area to cover. oh so large <laughs> shit so large yeah, so very large. Um, but yeah, that's where he's been living and dwelling down there. And um, the the uh, Lieutenant D'Augusta does not want to have the party, but they're bound and determined to have the party. Mm -hmm. um, now, I thought the thing, so the, the whole gala is to celebrate an exhibit dedicated to 
uh, superstition. Oh, which we should have probably mentioned that Vincent D'Agosta is insanely superstitious. That um, and the relic was brought back to be part of the uh, exhibition. Yes, that too. Right. Yes. So, yeah, that is important. Yes, exactly. Um, so that was the whole purpose of that. But so the gala is basically to show the backers of the museum the exhibit first before people get to see it and that kind of thing. So I'm trying to think, were there other murders we need to talk about our deaths before we get to the gala? Because the gala is really where everything like where the feces hits the fan. Yeah, I honestly, I think it was the security guard and then the uh, insane homeless guy. Yeah. OK, um, so you're with me on that. OK, so I believe yeah. so, too. So they have. Oh, so they agree they can have the party, but every because they still haven't found the killer and they they're still thinking it's a person. So they agree to shut off everything, but only leave the wing where the party's going to be accessible to people. Yep. So Dr. Lee gets the bright idea that if he can play his cards right, he can get Dr. Green where she'll be locked out of the wing. And he has access to the people that will give him the grant before her. Such a fucking asshole. He is such a <laughs> jerk. Um, so she is running the experiments and also getting changed to go because she wants to be dressed up. So she's there with uh, Dr. Frock, the one in the wheelchair. Um, and that's only important because it's going to play in later. I'm not making fun of anyone in a wheelchair at all. I have, that, that's not my, the way I roll. That's how um, I roll. <laughs> oh, I didn't even think of that either. And that's not a joke either about people in a wheelchair. <laughs> I did not even do that on purpose. Oh, sure. You I feel didn't. bad now. No, I did not. Oh, anyway. So they're there together. Okay. So that's important. They no longer have access to the party. So they are cut off from the rest of the, the, the um, gala attendees. Um, so anyway, they're there. So the people are at the party and they, now why did, I, I forget why exactly he's telling them to get out. Because it's a great setup for the scene that actually transpires right after it. Oh, damn it. I know this. I'm just trying to recall the scenes that led up to it. Because it's a great setup. I, they're all oh, he the that's where I think he finds the bodies and he's like, okay, this, the, uh, the oh, rapist, okay. the rapist wasn't our killer. So the killer is still among us because we oh, okay. found more bodies. You're right. You're right. Yes. Thank you. You're right. Oh my gosh. Thank you. All right. Perfect. So then everyone is inside the uh, exhibit. And it's pretty dark and, you know, you got, you got to have like a spear set up and ladders and just all sorts of stuff. So as he's saying this, there's a shot with a woman um, and there's blood dripping down from the ceiling onto her. As she looks up, a headless body falls onto a stack of spears <laughs> and causes a panic. People and, tear off. Oh, oh go ahead. No, this oh. was horrible. I mean, the just oh, I know. Seeing I know. the people trampling each other, I was like, "If you want to, if you want the human experience, that's what you get." You know, you you're in there, and the people are just falling all over each other to get the hell out. So I they, do love movies like that. Like I loved all the '70s, like a disaster movies for that. Like just that whole mass chaos. I I love that in film. Yeah. I want to experience it, but I love that, and they did a really good job with it. Yeah. So they're all trying to get out. Um, the majority of them do get out because um, the doors are on a, like a trigger system. 
and the creature is actually like basically chewed through the wires and they, some of them actually do get shut in and they can't escape. Yeah, it, the computer system was doing that Jurassic Park thing. Exactly. So we've got like the main people are all still caught in there. Like Linda Hunt's still in there. Um, Dr. Green and Dr. Frock are still in there, but they're still separate. Um, Augusta's still in there. Um, Doctor uh, Detective Hollingsworth is still in there. Enter the Cathoga. <laughs> I wish I had a Cathoga. <laughs> I'd like a Cthulhu toga. How fun would that be? I'm telling you. That would be... I, I mean, I'd wear that every Halloween, I think. Oh, I'd wear it to the grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> it would have like tentacles coming off of it and everything. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it pushed the cart for me. Yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> but it would put things in the cart that I didn't see and I get to check it out. I'd be like, what the hell? You'd have to slap the tentacles and be like, put that back. Why do we have all this tuna fish? <laughs> Oh, shit. That would be great. Oh, somebody should make that. a movie about that, like the Toga of Cthulhu. <laughs> right, right. I would watch it. Me too. Shit. <laughs> okay, so uh, where did we leave off? At the party with people being uh, separated into the thing. Oh, yes, the murder party. The murder party. All right. So uh, now, oh, I need to say this, I guess, too. Okay, so <laughs> they've done a really good job of setting up the characters that you really. There's a, like the mayor, you don't really care for him. The wealthy couple, you really don't care for them. So they've really set up a lot in like the, the other doctor that wants the grant. There's some really unlikable characters that they have set up in this film. Oh, yeah. They've really done a good job with that. Uh, so the majority of them have gotten out. There's still some staying back. Uh, Linda Hunt, Dr. Uh, Cuthbert's still there. There's a guy who works for her who's being kind of... Um, standoffish he stays back and she eventually fires him right there on the spot oh isn't he like the head of security or something something like that he's just a jerk um he stays back um they end up with uh they uh end up with um two guards or two police officers that, that stay back um and then while the um the the doors have closed they can't get out and then, like, the security system's been, like, you know, basically destroyed by this creature thing. Um, there's also a, a really great scene where the two um, gentlemen running the security, like, behind the scenes of, of the, at the uh, museum, they kind of meet their, their ends, too, with the relic thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. But the did, one guy. Uh, what's his name? Doctor. Didn't Dr. Greg Lee catch it first, though? No, no. So I'm talking about um, the two off the two security guards that were working the computer system. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you want? Do you remember what I'm talking about? And the one guy's like, uh, "I'm going to go out and look." And yeah. The other when guy's everything. Like, yeah. When every like the computer yeah. system started going crazy. Yeah, and he comes back in and like touches the guy to ask him a question. His head just falls back. <laughs> That was great. Yeah. Like he, he cut the head off and then put it back after he's done drinking it like a Capri Sun. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, yes. Okay. So, so they're like, uh, Dr. Augusta, no, Lieutenant D'Augusta hooks up with, um, Dr. Frock and, uh, Dr. Green. So the three of them are separated from everybody else in the museum. And then 
they figured out that they need to get the rest of the group. There's like a passageway. If they go through the museum and get to this passageway, they can actually exit out another passageway out of a different way from the museum and they can escape to safety that way. Yeah. Well, like some of the, like the, the wealthy couple, they don't want to leave. Um, the jerky guy who's working for Linda Hunt, like the security guy, he doesn't want to leave. Um, and then the, the, the other um, uh, Dr. Lee doesn't want to leave just because he wants to schmooze that couple some more. And they end up keeping one police officer back to stay with them. The people that won't, proceed on with the other group led by Lieutenant um, or Detective uh, Hollingsworth. So there's like a, a smaller group of the group that's been separated that's going to stay back instead of trying to get out of the museum. Why? I don't know, because I'd be out there in a heartbeat. Yeah, I'd be trying to get the hell out of there, too. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. So anyway, they stay back. Um, and then real quick, the guy that played the one officer that stayed back, uh, Officer McNally, that's John John. Kapalos, I think is how you say his last name. But he's like a character actor that I love. He was in The Breakfast Club. Did you ever see The Breakfast Club? Oh, yeah. I love that. And then he was in The Shape of Water. Have you seen that one? No, I haven't seen that one. Oh, I think you would like that one. It, you know, being a creature guy that you are. That uh, Guillermo Tomo, who I always mess up his name, directed it. Oh, the, the director of Pan's Labyrinth. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Dead Alive. No, that's Peter Jackson. I'm on crap. <laughs> Good God. He's like dead alive. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. I'm just going to tell you anything to make you watch the movie. Yeah. George Lucas. Um, And then uh, he was also in the shadow with uh, Alec Baldwin. Okay. Alec Baldwin was the only one in that movie though. (laughs) I know. Exactly. See you and me are on the same page. Uh, But yeah. So anyway, he was in that movie. So he stays back. And this is really to me right about when the movie really picks up. Yeah, we're probably at about, I'd say, an hour in, I think. Oh, yeah. like Yeah. Yeah. It's like a good like third of the way in pretty much. And this is where the where it really kicks up. This is where you start getting all the really cool creature stuff, action, and it just pretty much doesn't stop. Yep. Um. So do you want to do you want to talk about it? Because I know this is your 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 thing. Uh, yeah, we can go back and forth. I mean. Okay, go for it. You go first. I don't want to take the fun away from you. (laughs) Probably the most memorable thing is like, uh, see, I forgot her name already. Margot Green. Yeah. Dr. Margot Green. She finds Uh out that the the specimen she was studying has like human DNA and all these other like geckos and things like that. And and then it's like she scans that DNA in their system. I guess they've got some kind of advanced computer. Uh, uh-huh. And it turns out that uh, John Whitney was the Cathoga. And she's like, yes. oh, my God. <laughs> um, and so, you know, she, with that bombshell dropped, you know, her and the detective or why do I keep calling him detective? He's a lieutenant. I know and, I do. Yeah. Me, because of me, I put that in your mind. Oh, OK. You planted the seeds. God I damn did. It. I did. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they're. Uh, you know, trying to get out of wherever they are locked in whatever wing. And meanwhile, Kathoga is munching on all of the party goers. And I got to say my favorite part, but he had an off screen death was when Dr. Greg Lee got his head punched and ripped off. Yeah. And the head rippings are amazing because it's like, so the creature itself is like uh, a combination of all these different things, but it's got almost like, to me, the face 
was like remnant of a reminiscent of a spider almost. Yeah, it's a very arachnid features. Yeah, so it's got these pincers that like kind of like just rip and pull the head upwards away from the body. Yeah. So you have all these great decapitation scenes. Um, and then it's got these, like the mouth opens up almost like a predator. Yes, that too. I was going to say that yeah, reminded and, me of predator. But it's long, it's elongated and almost has like a rat tail at the end. Um, and it's furry. Um, I don't know. It's just a really, I think it's a very cool creature effect. And the eyes are super creepy. They are. They're almost like goat eyes, I think. Yeah, it's very weird. Very creepy. Um, yeah, so like they're, he's like killing the party goers, right? Or not the people that stay behind, you know, the, the wealthy couple and stuff. He's killing them like right and left and it's not working out well for them. And then so um, and then also uh, I want to piggyback on top of what you were saying. So not only is it Dr. Green and uh, Lieutenant D'Augusta, but they also are still pushing around Dr. Frock in his wheelchair. Oh, yeah, that's right. Which to me, I thought, how horrible would that be? Because you you can't outrun this thing. You're you're in a wheelchair and you're kind of at the mercy of others to get you out of there. Exactly. You know? yeah. You're, yeah. You're pretty much trapped. Yeah. He's pretty much trapped. Yeah. So she kind of comes up with this thing um, of a way to destroy it. They're going to use the leaf to kind of lure it back. The creature. Kathoga. <laughs> God bless you. Um, and they're going to, is it, what would like a, uh, high, um, what were they going to spray on it? I forget. Oh shit. Something to get it, make it cold so that it would oh, kind of yes. go into like a hibernation state. Exactly. Almost. Yeah. So they've got that plan. That's what they're going to do. And they are still separate kind of from the other main group that they've asked to go back kind of through the tunnel ways underneath the museum. And that's the one led by, um, Detective Hollingsworth. So he's got another cop with him. Um, and then just a, like a basic handful of, of, oh, and Linda Hunt and basic handful of a couple of other people that were still like left locked inside trying to make their way out of the museum. And again, for some reason, they have to kind of get in a bunch of water from nowhere. Yeah. When, when did it start raining? Like I know the, I, I know the fire alarm went off, but Aren't these people in some sort of a tunnel in the basement? Yeah, I don't understand because the sprinkler would make sense, but this was like a lot of water. Yeah. I think it was just there to make me nervous, which it did. <laughs> it was like sewage drain or something. Yeah, it was disgusting. And then there was that weird gate thing. And I'm like, I guess are they going to swim under? You know what I'm talking about? Like the, they yeah. came to the part where they, I'm like, are you supposed to swim underneath that gate or what? I don't, I could not figure that one all out. Right, that because the way it was blocked. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, we all know that, what is it? Cthulhu panties? What was it? Kathoga? Kachunka? Kathonic? Kathoga? Yeah, Kathoga, thank you. We all know he's going to be in that water, and sure enough, he was. Um, and that made for some really cool, gory kill scenes uh, underwater, of course. Um, but they managed, the majority of them managed to get it with the important people, the Oscar winner and um, Detective Hollingsworth, the one that really <laughs> deserved to win, got away. Um and then basically the relic goes after our main three, uh, Dr. Frock, uh, Dr. Green, and then Lieutenant D'Augusta. Yeah. And what I'm wondering is like when I had seen this movie for the first time, I thought there may have been more than one creature because 
clearly the people who are in the tunnel, they're at a, like they're, wherever they are is a farther distance than from like Lieutenant Agosta and Dr. Green. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, I do agree with you. Yeah, yeah. And then, oh, now I, I guess I jumped over this because I believe they also send in. Oh, uh, the SWAT team. The yeah. SWAT team, which I love that so much. They're coming in from the top of the roof <laughs> to a skylight, basically. And they're pretty much just dropping them down into the mouth of this. Yeah. He's like, thank you. Thanks for the meal. Yeah. (laughs) It's like all you can eat smorgasbord. Um, Yeah. That was another great scene. I liked that. One guy's like, pull me up. And then they do, but just the upper half of them. Oh, and did you see that cheesiness? Like when they, when they pulled his upper half over and the guy's like, no. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. It's it's like they were, I'm like, did they like have a relationship? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> let's be overly dramatic about this death as opposed to all the other death we've seen tonight yeah right or did he owe him money i don't know like he was really taking it hard yeah i know <laughs> uh, yeah but anyway so um and then the creature turns on our three and then you know dr frock does not make it he sacrifices himself for the good of the many he does poor guy uh, and then it kind of like uh, just comes down to the two of them. And I've got to admit this. I I do like when you can have a male and a female character that there's nothing sexual between them. They're just two people, mm-hmm. you know, and that was the case here. Like there was no like he wasn't in love with her. They They weren't like a couple that had broken up and then all of a sudden they're back together. No, it was just professional, professional. Right. So anyway, not, not everybody's got to be having sex all the time. Well, speak for yourself. Um, <laughs> but they were professional. What do you think I'm doing right now as we're recording, Rob? Um, with my Buffy wig on. <laughs> I've got to make money. Um, so, uh, so it's just down to the two of them. And there's basically a showdown kind of in the water part, more or less, with the two of them, right? Yeah, was it? Uh, like at the steps, I remember because he was in the water for a little bit. Yeah. And okay, but she, it stopped uh, raining on them, right? The sprinklers right, it had stop shut raining, off at this thank time. Thank God. Yeah. And then so, um, and it. So oh, so he does that stupid thing where he like locks her. Oh yes, yes. Him. Like, what uh, the hell? I'm the man. It's my job to save well, you. <laughs> yeah. Take your penis and get out of here. <laughs> yeah, that was so stupid. Yeah. So he locks her in the the lab, basically, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Which was a bad thing because the creature actually ends up in there with her. Correct? Yeah. It, um, I guess it was waiting for her or something. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so, but I do like this because it allowed her to be like, so kick-ass. Like she was like on, on, uh, Ripley's level of kick-assness in this movie, I think. Yeah, I would say so. Oh, yeah. Heck yeah. And then so she ends up uh, alone with this creature. Um, And so she figures out. She's making a which reminded me of the kindred. She makes this little concoction thing. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. She's going to like set the creature on fire, but she's got to let it get super close to her. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then she goes down a little like Ella. uh, elevator thing to get away from it, but it's like right up on her. And um, so she, it's, she catches it on fire. It's caught on fire. The thing is like the Terminator. It's still not, no spoiler for the Terminator. It's still not dead. It's on fire. It's coming after her. 
and she leaps into this water thing, which I thought was so clever, and it seals her in it. Um, so she's not going to burst into flames, but the thing's still burning and it explodes. Yeah. And what was, was that amazing. thing? Was that like a specimen tank of some sort? That's what I assumed. Yeah. Because they really didn't go into what that was or anything as far as I know. But that's what I assumed. I, yeah. Because there's like a tank full of water and it's sealed from the top. Yeah. But it had enough air she could breathe. That still puzzles me. I'm like, what the fuck did she just jump into? Yeah. Well, I wanted Daryl Hannah to be in there dressed like a mermaid. <laughs> oh, hey, I remember that. But yeah, but yeah, so that saved her. And then, uh, of course, uh, when, oh, there was a, a there was a uh, a blast. The blast knocked uh, Mr. Uh, Sizemore back against the wall, but he didn't die. Of course not. Yeah. And then um, uh, there's the, the ambulance scene and they're like, you know, helping the survivors. And the one guy's like, I'm going to fire Augusta. This is all his fault. And the mayor's like, oh, you better leave him alone. You know, blah, blah, blah. If you was, if you fire him, you're going to be back walking the beach. <laughs> And uh, and then they find, you know, they find Penelope and they wrap a blanket around her and everything's good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then they put a plastic bag over her head <laughs> and make her do a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like uh, so, like you said, this was Stan Winston, who um, I'm you know, he did Dead and Buried, which please tell me you've seen that one. No, I have not. Oh, my gosh. There is much for me to see. I think you would enjoy it. It's, I think you would enjoy it. I think you would enjoy it. Seriously. Like it's so creepy and it's so atmospheric. Um, it's not really monsters per se, but I think you would like it. Like I remember I didn't know anything about it. I rented the VHS and I was blown away. I was like, Oh my God, this is one of the best movies. Um, and he did Jurassic park three, which I love. No one talks about that one. I love that one. Uh, Leviathan. We talked about Leviathan. He did that one. Monster Squad. You guys already did Monster Squad. Oh, yeah. One of the um, greats. Yeah. Aliens. He did Aliens. A Parasite. The 3D one. Parasite. Uh, Rob. I think not- I might have seen it, but I'm, I mix up movies like everything kind of blends together a lot of the times for me. And so it's like, I'm pretty sure I have seen it, but it's just like, I don't remember the name. I think, I think if I'm not lying, it was Demi Moore's first movie. Hmm. And it's got one of the runaways uh, in it from the band, the runaways. Who, Sherry Curry? I think it's not Joan Jack, clearly. And I don't think it's Lita Ford. I think it is Sherry. I think it's her. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. No, I've but never seen that movie. Then I'm going to have to check that out. Oh, I didn't say you had to check it out. Why not? Is it bad? Don't put, don't put words in my mouth. Yeah, it's <laughs> not very good. It's not very good at all. <laughs> No, I mean, it's fun to see. I mean, you should see it just because, you know, our life is short and you really should waste it on movies. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, but but definitely I really recommend Dead and Buried. I mean, it is a creepy, like it gets under your skin kind of thing in a good way. Like I really like it. What year I, was I, that? 81. Okay. Yeah, 81. I am looking it up now. Yeah, I really recommend you seeing that one. Over Parasites. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hey, it's a Stan, uh, again, with the talking, a Stan Winston film. So you can't go wrong with those. No, you cannot. And of course, he directed Pumpkinhead. We all know that. Yeah, I can't find it, but I'm definitely going to be looking for it. You can't find Dead and Buried? Seriously? Uh, I'm looking online right now and I'm not, not seeing anything yet. Oh, I see. Gotcha. 
because I know Blue Underground put out a 4K of it. Um, huh. It's I love it. I like I, I seriously love it. It's a, I think it's a really really good movie. Who's in it? I don't know. I don't know if there's anyone that stands out. So huh. clearly not Alec Baldwin. Let's see. Not Alec Baldwin. Not Tom Sizemore. Or Tom Berenger. Or uh, the other guy I confused with Tom Sizemore. I forgot his name already. Oh, the Madsen guy. Yeah, Michael Madsen. There we go. <laughs> oh, James Ferentino and Melody somebody. Uh, let's see here. It's it's so very good. Um, Janet Gillis, William Dobbs. Um, Ooh, this no, looks- I'm, re- I'm reading the characters. I am so... So oh. Melody Anderson is an actress. Jack Albertson. That's who you would know. Probably. <clears throat> I'm happy. Jack I am so happy right now. This is on Prime Video and it's free for me to watch. Oh, yeah. Robert England's in it. Ooh, Freddy Krueger. All right. Fred, Fred Krueger. Now mom. we are talking. Yeah. No, it's... I'm telling you, I hope... I've Shut up because I've done this before. I've talked up movies and all of a sudden people are like, Steel Magnolias isn't a horror movie. (laughs) You could talk it up. And of course, I'm going to have my own opinion of it. Just the experience of watching something that I've never seen before is even if it sucks, I'll still like it. I, I think you'll like it. I really do, Rob. I think you'll like it. I know you don't like slashers. It's not technically really a slash. I don't. Now make sure you're watching the triple uh, X version. Oh, the Caligula version, right? Right, <laughs> right. With uh, Oscar winner Dame Judi Dench, Dame. Oh my gosh, Dame Judi Dench and Linda Hunt and Abe Vigoda. Oh, thank God! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Abe, I love him so much. <laughs> oh, oh, that would be the best movie ever. And- oh. Yeah, but no, I, and then I really want to hear what you think about it, too. Oh, I'll tell you. I'll let you know. We'll probably so cover sorry. it on a future episode, actually. I would love to. If you want to do that, let me know. I would love to do that one. I think so. I think it falls under the under the realm of some kind of creature thing because it, it's definitely weird. Yeah, to me. See, I don't know how broad you want to branch out in this, but to me, I would definitely feel like we could cover it on this show. Yeah, like I would say, man... Uh, we could cover like, well, virus. Was that a, was that a nineties film with Jamie Lee Curtis? Oh, Jamie Lee. Now that one may actually sever our friendship. Let me look it up here though. Hey, I didn't say it was good. I'm just saying. I think she won't even, she like won't even talk about it. It's 99. Yeah. So it's right on the cusp. Okay. Yeah. So we could probably cover that. Yeah. Uh, was Donald Sutherland in that? Yeah, sure enough. Donald Sutherland. And oh my God, Abe Vigoda. Oh shit, he's everywhere. He's got like the best career. Yeah. People just hiring him left and right. Left and right. I loved him in Showgirls. He was in Showgirls, actually? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I See, love you, Rob. You can trick me. I'm very gullible like that. <laughs> oh. No, no, no. We should lie. I'm going to say. If there's any horror movies from the 80s or 90s with a pagoda, do that. I would love that. That would make my day. <laughs> go on a deep dive for that. And it turns oh. out he was actually an extra in Caligula. Oh, wow. That would be great. That would be wonderful. 
No. And then, well, if you do watch it and decide we could cover that, then maybe we could actually sneak in Steel Magnolias. Steel Magnolias. Because <laughs> horror is very subjective. I do remember seeing that, and that was terrifying, but for a whole <laughs> right. other oh, reasons. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, oh, no, but I think I'm, I'm so, I almost wish I could be there and watch it with you. That's what there's some movies that like I love to see other people watch them, if that makes any weird sense. Yeah. Like you like to see their reactions to yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's, it's just one of those movies. I think it's so good. Yeah. Um, I yeah, would I really probably like be talking through the entire thing. Like I'll be oh. paying attention, but I'll be like, look at that part right there. That doesn't look uh, real. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. He was actually in the stuff. The stuff. Oh, now that's a bad movie. If ever I did see one. He was in the stuff. Oh, I mean that, that was so, so bad. It was bad. And, and oh, see, now I like how subversive it was. See, I really like, um, um, help me. I'm drawing a blank. Oh my God. Kathoga. See, also, what? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Larry Cohen. I really like his stuff. Like the it's alive. And, um, like, uh, what do you do? Uncle Sam. I, re I really like his things. I, I like how it's alive. Um, but the stuff, I don't know, maybe it was just something about it that it, it reminded me too much of the blob, I guess, in a way. And I was like, mm. uh, I don't know. Cause it's like yogurt that gets in your body and yeah. Comes know. up from the ground. Yeah. Yeah. And it's everywhere. And I don't know. I just, I'll have to, maybe I'll watch it when I'm in a different kind of mood and my theory on it will probably change. I could see, well, and I'm not saying it has to, because there's some movies that you just, they don't click with you, you yeah. know? But um, sometimes, I'm funny with movies sometimes, because, like, if I'm in a particular mood, I'll think it's total shit, but then I'll watch it again and be like, oh, hey, I actually kind of like this. Oh, I, I could see that, yeah. Now, um, have you ever seen Q the Winged Serpent? He did that one, too. No, I've never seen that. Oh, my gosh. Are you serious? Totally. I might talk you into watching that one. Q the winged serpent. Uh-huh. What's it about? Um, in New York, this basic kind of like a winged serpent just takes up residency atop this building. And it's got the uh, the carotene. I always get my carotenes mixed up. The guy, um, the autoerotic asphyxiation guy. Yes, I think that's the one. David Carradine. Yeah. That's yeah. Him. And it's just it's to me, either you like Larry Cohen films or you don't because they all have a sensibility about them that are kind of the same, like a thread that kind of runs through them. Um, but it's very much a Larry Cohen film um, if you like that kind of like the pacing and the stuff. But I really enjoy that one, too. OK, well, I've got yeah. a, I've got a few movies to add to my list. Yeah, but if you ever want to do that one, too, I would do that with you. But yeah, watch. Please watch Then Buried. That makes me so excited. Yeah, I'm going to definitely probably watch it tonight or tomorrow or tonight and tomorrow, half and half. Right. You may watch it twice. You may watch it today and tomorrow because it's so cool. Yeah, I might just do that. Yeah, there you go. How fun. Good deal. I also like finding Robert England movies because he did so much stuff. Yeah, like, he did. Yeah, because I love Galaxy of Terror. Have you seen that one? No. Oh, my God. It's got Joni from uh, uh, Happy Days in it. Oh, no shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
I almost told you what happens, but I want to ruin it for you. Yeah, it's basically a planet. Oh, it's got <laughs> it's got Sid Haig in it. Oh, but now we're talking. He, no, we're not. He hated the script so much he wouldn't read his lines. He's just like, I'm going to be mutinous. Oh shit! Really? <laughs> yeah. Damn. Um, but basically, the planet um, they land on this planet. It's like a sentient planet, and whatever you're afraid of, it uses against you to kill you. Oh, um, shit. Yeah, and it's got a really uncomfortable giant slug scene. Um, <laughs> that's all I'll say. Um, yeah, it's got... Are you a Twin Peaks fan? Um, Can't say that I am. To. I might have seen one episode, but... Oh, not. then never mind. Um, uh, what is the actual... She was in also The Grudge, the American remake of The Grudge. What is Sarah Michelle Gellar? No, 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 no. I'd remember that. No, because oh, okay. uh, I've got my wig on. Um, <laughs> uh, what I thought that was your Christy Swanson wig. I've already switched. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, I represent both the Buffies. Um, what is her? Uh, Zabrowski. Grace Zabrowski. Is that her name? Zabrinsky? Anyway, she's in it too. Okay. Um, that doesn't yeah. ring a bell, but. It's a, oh, it's a, what's his name? Um, Roger Corman. Roger Corman. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 But anyway, that's a, I, I love that one. I could see why people don't because it's just so weird. I love it. I love it so much. Yeah. We could probably do that too. Cause I think it's an eighties. I mean, an eighties as well. Yeah. We've got an ever expanding list. Well, I don't plan on stopping the same time soon. No, that we. We could keep going for as long as like all these movies are found. I mean, unless you pull that virus shit again. <laughs> well, we're going <laughs> to, no, we're going to, we're going to talk totally about virus. virus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally joking. I would do virus. <laughs> Maybe we could do like a two for like virus and electric boogaloo too. Virus and electric boogaloo. <laughs> yeah. But one's a breakdancing movie and the other one's a really bad robot movie. Right. Well, why don't we do Virus and Steel Magnolias? I would be so down for that. We'd, <laughs> we'd probably drive the one listener away, but I would be down for that. Oh, shit. That would be funny. <laughs> or like at least make it funny and do War of the Roses instead. <laughs> with which one? Isn't there only one? No, no. With which movie? With... Uh... Or just do War of the Roses, period, by itself. Oh, do uh, Virus and War of the Roses. I'm just joking, oh, okay. but <laughs> go full 80s on them and shit. Okay. Well, I was going to say, if we did War of the Roses, we could do it with Crimes of Passion. I don't think I've ever seen that one. Oh, my gosh. Are you kidding me? Totally. The one with uh, Anthony Perkins? Oh, my gosh. No, nope, never ever, seen it. You will never look at Kathleen Turner again the same way ever. Um, uh I'm drawing a blank. He did the devils. Uh, Kathoga. Uh, no. <laughs> everything is Kathoga or Abe Vigoda. Everything, everything. Um, what is his name? <sighs> Help me here. Uh, oh, Ken Russell. Ken Russell. He did. Uh, he did it. Um, oh, it's weird. She's a sex worker. I oh, can't man. believe you've never seen Crimes of Passion. You sh you should see Crimes of Passion. Okay. If it's not oh, a yeah. horror movie, I usually don't watch it. It's pretty horrific. Um, it's no, you, <laughs> horrific. You need to see it. It's <laughs> it's something else. Um, uh, and and Anthony Perkins is this like really messed up religious fanatic. No, you should see Crimes of Passion. 
He always yeah. struck me as playing those kinds of weird roles where he's a twisted kind of psychopath almost. He's just really good at it, I yeah. think. Like there's there's just certain actors that are just really good at particular types. And I think he just has that down. Well, I think Psycho just kind of almost kind of pigeonholed him, pigeonholed him into that kind of role. That's probably um, it, yeah. Yeah, but he's just it's 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 something else. It's a very interesting movie. Yeah. I think I think you would I think you would at least find it fascinating enough fascinating enough to watch. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. And then yeah. I'd come back and tear your buffy wig off. Right. <laughs> like, you well, son by of then, a bitch. Yeah, no, by then I'll have my Kathleen Turner wig on from Crimes of Passion because oh, she works. Okay. She's a uh she she's a uh, prostitute or sex worker. I'm sorry, sex worker. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, no, it's you really should see it. Like seriously, you will never ever look at Kathleen Turner the same way again. Kind of like Heather Graham from Boogie Nights, she will always be Roller Girl to me. I don't care what else she does. Yeah, that's that's exactly how I see her in every movie. Even when she was in Austin Powers, I was like, Oh no, There's yeah, she will girl. stomp the shit out of you with those skates. Do not make her <laughs> mad. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, the relic. Would do you like it or do you not? I do like it. Yeah, I mean, it's a very slow burn. It might not fall into the category of a lot of people's uh, selective palettes, I would say. Mm-hmm. But for what it is, it's a good movie and it builds kind of it builds upon itself. Like so by the time you get to where all the action is, you know, everything that's going on and you're just like, yeah, I'm all in. And your patience will pay off. Yeah. It's not going to, and I don't hate these kind of movies, but there are some movies where you will invest your time. And then like the last like five minutes, you'll be like, oh, that was a weird twist. But this one, your patience will pay off if you stick through with it. And it's not even like it's a chore to stick through. I don't think, I still think it's very engaging. They do feed you stuff through it. Yeah. Um, It does go by pretty fast too. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not a from beyond fast, but it's pretty fast. Yep. Yeah. No, I, I, I like it. I would recommend it. I, w- I would tell someone to watch it. I, I would have no reservations, really, I don't think. Yeah, it's, I would just say, like, if they're impatient, probably just, you know, stick with it. Right, yeah. Yes. I I don't want to sound like a jerk. I don't mean to. But, like, I guess I'm I'm very patient. But, like, there aren't movies that I will just stick with anything. I'm like, okay, you know, someone made this movie. I will see it through. You know, I just, this was someone's vision. I want to see where it goes. So. Like impatient viewers, I'm always like, mm, that's more on you, I think, than the filmmaker. But I don't know. Yeah, this it, one, this one, I feel is a, is a fun one. I think you'll you'll like it. I think it is. It's uh, I think it takes itself more seriously than From Beyond. Whereas From Beyond was, uh, you knew what you kind of knew what to expect. You knew what you were getting into, and this one had a very darker tone to it. Yes, but it was also it felt like a movie that had money behind it mm-hmm. like the cast yes. i mean you you have like actors and actresses that you know um not that from beyond didn't but like you reckon i mean i had an oscar winner for gosh sakes you know like they they really invested in this one yeah well it wasn't just like hurrying let's put this out real quick to cash on like a monster craze or something and i believe it's based on a book too Oh, it is. Yes, it is. Because the book, it was actually a New York museum and they would not allow them to film there because they thought it would give them bad publicity. Ah, okay. Yeah. But Chicago was like, oh yeah, we don't care if they think that people get killed here. (laughs) Yeah. It's Chicago. No, I'm joking. They just thought it would be good publicity. (laughs) 
And they thought, you know, either way, people are going to get through the museum using that big ass passageway anyway. Yeah. I mean, so people could I, just come in and out willy nilly. Yeah. What the hell? Don't pay to go to the museum. Just use that passageway from the dock. Yeah. You know, yeah. Or, or sneak in like those two children did at the beginning of the film. Right. Just stay through the night. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, yeah. So that is a thumbs up from both of us, I would say. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. A mutant mutated thumbs up for the Cathoga. Bless you. Um, so do we, are we in agreement about our next movie then? Um, what are we doing? I, I thought it was still Magnol. No. Um, <laughs> I think it's John Carpenter's The Thing. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, because we had messaged about that earlier. Yes. Yeah. We, we are well, definitely. Well, actually, I like to just call it Kurt Russell's beard. But, Kurt Russell's you know. beard. Yeah, we are definitely yeah. in agreement for both Kurt Russell and David Keith. Who? David Keith. Who? <laughs> See, it really is just Kurt Russell. It's kind of like the shadow. It's just <laughs> I don't even know what else is in the movie. Um, yeah. But no, yes, most definitely. If you're good for it, then that's what it is. Oh, I'm totally down for that. Yep. Yay. So uh, next week, we will be covering the thing. And only one of us will be, you'll be able to see our breath. One of us, you will not. Yeah, and like we're going to set our blood on fire and to see which one uh, is the mutant or the, the creature from another world. Mm-hmm. Party time. Yep. So, you know, stay tuned for that. Exactly. If they know what's good for them. <laughs> All right. And if you are interested in sending us any kind of ideas for films you'd like us to cover, getting in touch with any kind of feedback, anything like that, you can reach Bobby and I at Instagram. We are Midnight Mass Creature Cast. And Gmail, we are available through mmccpod at gmail.com. That's right. Um, and as always, we thank you for listening. And we will be back next week. And we hope you'll join us if you know it's good for you. Yep. Well, otherwise, Mark's going to come over to your house and wear a Buffy wig. Yep. And nothing. Nothing. <laughs> All right, Rob. Thank you again. Yeah, no problem. I'm happy to talk movies with you, man. It's such a good time. It's a blast, at least for me. It's a blast for me, too. I'm not wearing a Sarah Michelle Geller wig, but still a blast. Well, some of us can't be cool, but that's okay. I still like you. <laughs> okay, I'll talk to you later, Rob. All right. Take care. Okay, bye.